Peace, family, and thank you for tuning in to Understanding the Nursing Game podcast. Many people are looking for financial help while in college. I would love to present the Thelma Lee McKenzie Nursing Scholarship. It was designed for nursing students at the University of South Alabama. You must have a 3.0 GPA and have graduated from a high school within Washington or Clark County in the state of Alabama. If anybody have any more questions about this scholarship, please call Rebecca Baker at 251-341-3721. Barry Coleman again. Another episode of Understanding the Nursing Game. Uh, I got a very, very, very special guest today. But uh, before we get to the guest, I want to say, uh, tell everybody thank you for uh, tuning in and listening to our episodes. Seems like the podcast is uh, growing. Truly appreciate it. We are now streaming over uh, 11 uh, countries. So uh, some people will say we international. Hey, I'm international without a passport. So, yes, uh, uh, I just want to tell everybody, thank you for uh, tuning in, man. It's been uh, quite a journey. Uh, Things are getting better. The more I do it, the better I get. So uh, I just want to appreciate everybody for tuning in and uh, being with me through these uh, first couple of months. We actually only only been doing this for about two months now. And it seems like we're in pretty much every big market. So I just want to tell y'all thank you for uh, for that. With all that being said, we're going to go ahead and gravitate towards the quote of the day. And it is as following. It's never too late to be what you could have been by Mr. George Ely. It's never too late to be what you could have been. So for everybody that's out there or anybody out there that still have a goal in mind, a lot of times uh, life, I'm just going to speak from my perspective. I ain't going to talk about nobody else. Um, Even though I am very ambitious, um, it's still some things that I want to do. I'm put, I, I have been uh, putting it off, but um, I think now I'm, I'm slowly getting the courage to go ahead and uh, and do what I really want to do in life. So, man, that quote right there is uh, for those that still still have a dream out there of becoming whatever it is that you wanna you wanna become. You can you can still you still got time. So, um, I just wanted to tell everybody um keep. Hey, and the words of Jesse Jackson, keep hope alive. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and get to the uh, guest. Uh, we got Miss Sakitia. She's uh, she's a travel nurse. Uh, she's been doing nursing for quite some time. So we're gonna give her this platform to uh, to go ahead and um, and share her sto- her story. So how you doing today, Miss Sakitia? I'm well, Barry. Yourself? Hey, I'm doing fantastically well. I'm happy to have you on. I've been trying to have you on here for about two months now. We always get messed up for some reason, but that's life. But I got you on okay. here now. I like to start out the same way. Tell everybody where you're from. Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina. So um, how far is that from uh, Charlotte or what they call it, the technology train, triangle or something like that? What they call that area? Don't make me lie to you. Oh, well, I'm talking about, I'm talking about like Raleigh and uh, uh, Durham. Oh, Riley, I'm about four hours, but from Charlotte, I'm only about an hour, maybe hour 15. Oh, okay. 
went up to um, Charlotte with my cousin back in the day. It was like 2011, I want to say. It's a nice little, nice little southern town. But um, yeah, so okay. So you said, what, what you said again? Greenwood? Greenville. Oh, Greenville. I got a mist over Shawana. She from uh-huh. Green, Greenville. You said Greenville, right? Not Greenwood. Greenville. 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 Okay. All right. All right. I'm assuming that's a little small, little country town. It's not. It's not. No. It's oh. it's it's bigger than Greenwood. A lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, hey. I wish the one was on here to defend herself. Greenwood is the country. <laughs> Greenwood is the country. That's right. That's why I said wood. Okay. All right then. Yeah, okay. we have um we it we're we're a lot bigger. We're like a metro area. Okay. All right then. All right. I'm going to go ahead and get it started. How did you end up in nursing? So when I was going to go to college, I was pre-med, but my mama got sick. I had to bring my, myself back home. So I um had to use my courses somewhere. Okay. All right. So I decided to, to go into nursing for, you know, a quicker job. Okay. What school was you going to when you were going for pre-med? Charleston Southern. Oh, Okay. Charles and Southern. Where is that from home? Oh, that's about three and a half hours away. Because okay. I'm in the northern, northern South Carolina, like in the corner. And then, you know, that's on the coast. Oh, so that's where they uh brought all the slave ship. Yeah, Charleston. Charles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right then. It's technically Laxon, but it's in the general area. Okay. I have never, um, whenever I watch a show and they kind of mention it, they always go to a, a certain spot of the beach, seem like, and and you could almost like imagine seeing those uh, slaves being uh, brought off the boats and walk down the little trail. And so, um, man, one day, maybe whenever, you know, I get a little older, maybe I can um, go and, um, and see that just to see where the, where the spot is. I'm sure they got probably some type, some type of little money man or something. Areas um, where they give tours. I don't know if they're doing it now, but they used to. Okay, okay then. All right. So you got into your mom got sick and you came back home. First thing first, when you came back home, what nursing school did you go to? Or you decided to go to? Well, at first I was going to go to Greenville Tech. Like I said, I needed to, I needed to make some money because I was already a tech. Um, I was a tech for like six years, um, but I um, ended up going to ECPI to get my LPN first, and then I went to um, Greenville Tech for my RN. Okay. All right, then. I know Shawanda said something about Greenwood Tech. I can't think of a... I thought she went to Piedmont Tech. Oh, at Piedmont Tech. That's right. Correct me. Correct me. There you go. You've been, you been listening in. Hey, I... I I ain't I ain't talked to her in so long I'd have forgot. Good God matter. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, so okay, so you you did that. Uh when you became a nurse, uh, what type of nurse did you want to be? Well, at first I was thinking do something in pediatrics, but that was uh in nursing school ruined that for me because we had some hard cases come in to like the um pediatric ER. And I was like, mm can't do that. Can't can't do it. Okay. How did you get into med surge or uh, telemetry? Well, I started with uh, um, doing the uh, health style, like the rehab center. 
they have um like telemetry there. I did that as an LPN, but then when I became an RN, I did pulmonary step down. And that was a telemetry unit. Um, we would get like post-transplant pace, not post-transplant, post-like lobectomy, stuff like that. It was, you know, high acuity, have a little bit of ICU overflow. So that's how I ended up there. Um, that was my first job out of RN school. Okay. All right. Do you... So I've been doing some kind of PCU since. Okay. All right. So um, basically what you're telling me, you have did every ring. You'd have been a care tech. You'd have been an L- LPN and a, and a nurse. Would you recommend that uh that journey for everyone? It's not a journey for everyone because you know I took the scenic route, but honestly, being a a CNA actually helped when I went to nursing school because some of the things weren't foreign. And then you know you would have people at work you would ask questions, so that that part of it made it um easier for me. And then when I went to RN school from being an LPN, I was an LPN for almost uh, six years. School wasn't anything. I mean, I have good habits with school. I, I'm good at research, good at studying. So, you know, with that, with my real world knowledge, it made it a little bit easier. Oh, okay. So basically what you're saying is taking the scenic route made your experience at nursing school a little bit better. So, I mean, my first go around was was not the best because, like, I started school in July and then once it got to the clinical part, day before clinical, my mama died. <laughs> so it was rough. <laughs> that first that first little semester was was not was not the best. <laughs> so um, basically, how how did you handle that, man? That that sounds like a lot. Oh, I. Listen, I, I I don't even I don't even know like it's like you're floating through the air like you remember things but then you're not really there <laughs> so I I wouldn't say that I was I wasn't very focused for about a good month or so like you know you get used to taking care of someone get used to your routine like I was doing crazy stuff like getting up cooking breakfast which I was only cooking breakfast for my mom I wasn't cooking it so I could eat it and then you would throw away all the food because you like what are you doing <laughs> but you don't catch yourself until you go into a room and she's not there and you like what's that who's gonna eat this I'm not gonna eat it <laughs> so it was it was a little foggy plus it was around Christmas time so yeah that's a lot that's a lot within itself I have a loss mm-hmm. I have a loss of parents so I, I can't relate to that but um just imagining that that could, that could be a lot. Let's see here. Did you have any other uh, ups and downs pertaining to nursing while you was in school? Yes. Okay. So I worked full time the entire time I was in school, which for my LPN program, nobody was supposed to work. Like, like that was one of their requirements, but you're not going to pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, um, I changed my schedule. I, I was working third shift instead of my first shift schedule um so I would literally leave work take a shower and go to school I fell asleep a few times I can't lie but I wasn't the only one sleep <laughs> they they had no job <laughs> my goodness then I had like in RN school I had a teacher Miss Queen she hated LPN 
listen, she told me that I should quit because I work too much. But I didn't. So one of the other students told her that I was working and she thought she could talk me into quitting, but she just don't know me. I've, I've been doing things on my own for a long time while working full time. It, there's no discouraging me if I want to do something. Okay. Now. So those would be like the hardest thing that I can okay. think of. Okay. Now, I know you. I know how driven you are. Now, where do you get that uh that spirit from uh, being so driven? Because uh, most people can't work and go to school. And 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 why did you why did you feel the need to uh feel the need to work? Did you uh you had your own place, your own apartment? I've, I've been on my own since I was fifteen, Barry. What happened when you were fifteen? Come on now, well, come on. Okay, so uh, I was born in Melbourne, Florida, but I've been in Greenville, South Carolina most of my life. That's my mom's from where her family's from. So I grew up being raised by my grandparents. So a lot of my qualities come from them. Being of service, wanting to help others that may be less fortunate than myself. And my determination, honestly, it grew out of a necessity because um, although I took care of my mother, she didn't necessarily take care of me. And I did it because I mean, her mother took care of me and she would want me to take care of her child in her time of need. So it was done. But like, you know, I guess you would call it family foster care after my grandmother died. You know, I moved around a little bit. So if I wanted something, getting it myself became a necessity. So I went from babysitting to actually getting a job. I got a job at Footworkers. I, I had to be uh, 14 and three months before they would hire me. So I, I started working at 14, getting a real check. But that real check came with real bills. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Because I, I live with one of my aunts, my my mom's sister. Uh, she was actually charging me rent. Yeah. So I would go to school and then I would walk downtown to work until I go to work. And I literally worked almost every day of my high school career. Wow. And yeah, no so I mean, nobody's gonna give it to you, and it's not like we have family, it's just you know, people see what they want to see. Okay, then I, I, I see you was talking in a lot of codes, though. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we're gonna, we gonna get through them codes now. Uh, all right, then that's good. I'm glad you was uh able to uh develop some tough skin, uh, person, a lesser, lesser character might not have been able to uh to push through and uh they they might not have as many uh, options as you so um i'm glad you was uh, able to uh, overcome that as far as uh being a nurse what's the best thing you like about being a nurse flexibility and opportunity that you give yourself with just that one degree you don't necessarily have to even be a nurse how people think of us as bedside you can do so many other things i agree with you what made you want to do travel nursing? It kind of fell into my lap. So like in my area, I've never really worked in my area. I always worked like an hour away or something like that. And it was mostly because I didn't want family members to be my patients is how I ended up getting my first job an hour away. And then um, I, I met these people at work. You know, they were, you know, telling me, about, you know, visiting different places. And I love to travel and people paying for it. 
I was like, well, that's something I like to look into. And I started doing like um, per diems in the state capitol. And I met more and more people that were like doing this on a full-time basis, having their families and, you know, seem to be thriving. And so I threw my hat in the ring and I've been doing it ever since. I've been traveling since 2011. Okay. So you've been, uh, how long you been a nurse? I graduated in 2010. Like basically I did my year, my full year as a nurse because, you know, um, I, since I was already a tech, they let me start doing, like basically doing LPN work um, beforehand. So I did that completely. And then I ventured out into like dialysis courses, did a little dialysis, but yeah, yeah, I've been, I was an LPN 2010, and then I got my RN in 2015. 2015, okay, okay then. Mm-hmm. And you've been traveling since, how long you been traveling? I, with my RN, I always travel, but I've been, I started traveling with my LPN. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, hey, what what they say? You you got your own money then, hey, that but when I say the bug got his own money, the bug got his own money. <laughs> Hey, you've been, you been making money for a long time then, so I can ask you for $100 then. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay then. Good God. <laughs> All right then. But hey, um, what position um, do you hold right now? What are you doing now in your career? Um, Right now, I'm, I'm just working. I'm saving up some money because I want to go back to school. I've been wanting to go to bed school for a while, but such is life. Think, listen, things always happen when I try to go to nursing school. My mama died. My granddaddy had a stroke. Then he died. My brother had a stroke. <laughs> like, he actually took the last time that I was starting school was 2016, and I ended up using my tuition money for him. And so I didn't, I didn't go to school because I, I don't like to work to pay for school when I'm in school. I usually save the money prior because um, I really don't want to take a lot of loans and stuff. And I, I know it's crazy because people are like, just take the loan to pay it back. Yeah, but mm, I really don't really want to do that because I, I did do that for my um my LPN. I did take the loans and I took some in my R when I um got my RN. But this time around, I'm just saving the money. And when I go to school, I'm going to take a year off and take as much as many classes as I possibly can towards my goal and then I'll go part-time and go um work full-time again that that's my plan okay all right what do you plan on doing whenever you get your mouse um well two things I need to finish my healthcare administration because I have half of it um and I also want to um finish the nurse practitioner all right what's your vision when you get your nurse practitioner license? Well, first I, I want to get a, a some good experience under my belt and then maybe start something on my own um, so I can have more control over my time. Okay. Because now, right now I have limited time for things just because of the way that I do work and I'm bi-coastal. So, you know, I may work a few days in California and then I'm off to my other assignment or I may be on assignment in California and I still have to come home, which is on the opposite coast. So 
you know, I like a little bit more control over those things. I got you. You want to move to a state where uh, nurse practitioners can uh, practice by themselves or you want to work with a doctor? Um, I wouldn't mind initially working with the um, physician because, like I said, I want to I, I want to be strong in my practice when I do do things on my own. I got you. OK. All right. Then have you all uh, have you uh, encountered any um, black nurse practitioner or any nurse practitioner that's willing to uh, be a mentor to you? I have. I actually have met several Black um, nurse practitioners. One, I think she would be um, willing, I'm, well, I'm sure she would be willing to um, help me. And then I have a, a fellow travel nurse who has become a nurse practitioner, and she's always willing to mentor. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Since, um, since you was a traveling nurse, mm-hmm. can, you, can you break down your interaction with your recruiter, what, what you're going to get from that? Uh, can you break down like the assignment and, uh, and more importantly, your paycheck? Okay. Well, your recruiter can make or break your experience with a certain company because I've had recruiters that, for instance, my recruiter right now, she is not one to call you once you are on an assignment. Basically, if you want to talk to her, it's best to email her and she'll think about getting back to you. <laughs> but I'm telling you, they'll sell you some dreams sometimes. <laughs> but like my previous recruiter, Crystal, she um she was on it. She was very hands-on. But they they not like I said, they're not all like that. Um, you know, do weekly check-ins, see how your your assignments going. You know, she's very attentive. She knows when my birthday is. She asks about my family. Like, she, you know, she got to know me. Whereas not everyone's like that. And sometimes when people say that companies are bad, it's really the recruiter that was bad. And they didn't know any better to ask for another one. But I, I've been lucky. I've been, I actually have been pretty lucky. I've only had to fire two recruiters. And don't let people bully you. Because sometimes you'll get recruiters who will say, well, if you don't take this assignment, you may not be able to find another one, which is not always the case. Like I had uh, a recruiter uh, last year actually um, basically tell me that if I didn't take a position with uh, Kaiser, I wasn't going to be able to to get another one, which he, he must have not realized that I've been doing this for a while and I'm talking about the recruiters anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> That's how I ended up um, in a uh, Concord. <laughs> because I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But um, as far as how we get paid, so you're going away from your house, so you're going to have duplicate expenses for his housing. Um, so you can either take the stipend, which that's what I do. Um, and I take the stipend because, yes, you can have them find you a place, but you make less money. Whereas if it's just you, like I, I travel by myself, I can find a room for less than my one week of my stipend for the whole month. So the stipends that I would get for um, the following week, I can do what I want with those. 
because I don't necessarily have to, you know, pay them out to anything. But you, you know, you have to be budget conscious um, when you do these things, especially if you have a family or a house um, back home. So you know what you're working with because you mean, I mean, you can make a lot of money. It's not as good as it used to be. Used to be, you can make a killing. Um, but the market has been flooded with travel nurses to an extent. And there are only so many jobs, especially, you know, in the past year, um, they would hire, say, 40 people, and then they cancel half of those contracts because they that's not actually what they needed. But um, like we talked er a little earlier, it was done out of fear of not having enough for, you know, the pandemic that was going on. I get paid on a weekly basis. Um, I know you wanted to know about that. Um, and like I said, basically half of my money is tax-free. So I may bring home $4,400, but when it comes to taxes, I, I might only be taxed on 2,200 of it. I have benefits like I was working like a full-time position at one place. So that's good. I don't have to change. Um, I don't have to buy those things myself. Um, they can be taken out of my check just like a regular job. It really is a regular job because depending on your company, you could be an actual employee or you could do a 1099. The company I work for, I am an actual employee of theirs. So I have my 401k. I have Roth with them. I have... Um, what else I have with them? I have regular health insurance, um, all that. Um, and I mean, it comes out my weekly check. Uh, let's see, what else? About Can I ask you a question? Go for it. After you, you, you unpacked a lot of that. Um, as far as recruiters, mm -hmm. I didn't know you could fire them. So, uh, what what happened to where you felt the need you had to fire fire some uh, recruiters? Okay, so I had a recruiter. She got a promotion, so she handed me off to someone. The person she handed me off to didn't read my file. So I was working nights at the time. She would call me at noon. I'm sleeping. She would, and I mean, she she would, she, she, she really wasn't paying attention because at first I was nice about it. You know, I explained to her that, you know, this wasn't a good time because I was sleeping because I had to work later. She didn't want to get off the phone. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it was just several instances of, you know, not being considerate of my time. Because, you know, when you have a nurse that works at night, it's best to text them that you want to talk to them and they will call you back, you know. Even if it means them getting up earlier than they normally would to call you back. But, you know, that's still up to them. Or even a call the next day because they happen to be off. But, you know, for you to interrupt their sleep, you don't know if they have insomnia. It's hard for them to sleep during the day. And, you know, people get angry about that. So um, we got off to a bad start. Stop. <laughs> we got um off to a bad start so I was just like you know I tried to talk to her but she she really wasn't um comprehending um mm -hmm. the things I was saying so I told her I didn't want to do with her anymore and um asked to speak to her manager Ooh, and got that, another recruiter that's cool that's cool now I 
Um, you say you pretty much like an employee with the company. You able to get uh -huh. uh, insurance and stuff like that. Um, did you have to negotiate or ask about that? Do they tell everybody that or? No, I mean you. You ask questions just like you in an interview. You interview these people. Um, so most of the time they just send it over, but then sometimes you have to ask the right questions to get everything that you want. And everything is a negotiation. What question did you ask? I, I need to know. I like to communicate. Like, what kind of communicator are you? Um, am I going to have to hunt you down for information? I don't want to do that. Like, I don't have time to do your job in mine. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Now, uh -huh. as far as the uh, jobs, um, now, what if they came to you with a low-paying job? Well, I'm going to pass on it. You're going to pass I'm on it. So pass. you don't... You don't you don't take every job that's offered to you, every package. No. And you know, sometimes you'll have um people try to send you places that are not for you. I'll I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Hazard, Kentucky. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> it's not people with a little melanin in their skin. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. And, All right. And then. I mean, I'm sure there are black people there, but like I was there for two days and I went and the first day I was just there because, you know, I had to be there the next morning early. Um, I go to introduce myself and somebody tells me that they're, um, they don't speak to my kind. And mind you, this is in the freaking hospital. So I excused myself and I didn't go back. Man, that's tough. Hey. And this was, this was a few years ago. This was a few, few years ago? A few years ago. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay, then. All right. All right. But then. like, just give you a, a clear picture. So about 94% of them live under the poverty line. Um, okay. So you get a lot of people that are undereducated. Like you hear things like they live in the holler. When they say they live in the holler, that's in the middle of nowhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I um, kills have eyes kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Good God. <laughs> All right, I, all right. And I always never like that, but yeah. <laughs> hey, right on. <laughs> and I mean, I'm currently working in Kentucky right now, but I'm not working in that area. And it's a totally different vibe, although we still have some people, like, I thought it was rude, because when you're getting reported and somebody says that the person is simple. Um, <laughs> what simple mean? I think I know, but I'm um, not basically you're gonna have to talk to them in a manner using very simple words and I don't mean just like talking to a child I mean you really you're gonna have to dumb down everything you say oh okay that's simple okay all right <laughs> all right I got you all right I got you hey I, I thought I thought it was a different simple but um uh, I, understand. I understand exactly what you're talking about now no like these people go to the hospital when they about to die. Yeah, I, I feel. <laughs> I got you. Okay. So, um, question. Um, mm -hmm. you say you you do the bi coaster, and what what you mean by that? You you live in South Carolina, and and you working sometime in California. Um, uh, what, well, not only not only that. Sometimes I'm a Californian. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, but, you know, I mean, I have a house on each coast, actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, like, I technically live in South Carolina. All of my 
legal things or South Carolina, but then yeah, I'm I'm in California. Like I was in California for the past two years. Okay. All right. What 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 about California that keep drawing you in since you got a house in South Carolina? Initially it was um the money and I wanted to experience California more than just the tourist places. But some of the laws they have regarding employment are better in California than some other places. The ratios are better. For me, normally doing a PTU, you'll have three to four patients, but in some places they try to give you like eight patients and people have all drips and stuff. And that's just not the thing you do. (laughs) Um, Not if you're on a true PTU where you, you have like my patient the other day was on cardizem, lethal fed, and what else we put them on? We put them on something else. <laughs> but like, you have to watch your patients very closely when you're when you're on drip like that. You know, you have to watch for organ functioning, see what their heart rate and blood pressure is doing. Sometimes you just gotta look at be able to look at the patient, and when you have too many patients, it could become a dangerous issue. Okay. Okay. So basically, what you're saying is. You're doing less work for more money. No. No. You can have two patients and and feel like you have eight. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I understand. I understand that part. What what I'm saying is you are making more money in California because the cost of living is more. So therefore their minimums are more. Okay. Okay, then. Well, hey, I'm gonna be honest with you. I hear what you're saying. You know, you can have two patients and, and it feel like eight. That ain't every day though. Them ratio, that ratio it's means not. something. Hey, that ratio means something to me. Hey, uh, <laughs> I went, I was in Alabama. We had seven patients. Man, seven patients is seven patients. I don't care how you many. On med surge, right? Oh yes, on med surge. Well, see, I don't do med surge. <laughs> I I understand that, but I'm saying the ratio was seven patients. I promise you, you're not getting no seven patients out there in California. Now you no. might be just you might be just as busy at the same time. Seven patients is seven, seven patients. <laughs> I don't care what you say. So hey, to me, it less people, so it less responsibility. Less responsibility means hey, that less, one less thing I got to do. I might can get out of here on time. So, but hey, five years from now, what you see yourself doing? Mm. Mm. You really sky's the limit, really. Say what? I said sky's the limit, really. Okay, all right. I, I mean, with my background right now, even if I don't go to school, I could be doing a little bit of anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right then. Now I can't let you get off with that general house. Yeah, you <laughs> Hey, you, you, you try to, hey, you, you're doing a great job of keeping the general. Come on with a little defineness. Hey, folks, um, somebody, somebody listening in want to hear a goal here. So go goal? ahead. Yeah, yeah. Five years. What's your goal then? Let me, let me change it up. Well, I'll be almost finished with school if I finish, if I start this year. Okay. I'll be almost. So I guess finishing up school and finding me a position where I can gain a lot, lot of knowledge. Okay. All right. What type of position is that? I, I would like to be in like an ER somewhere where I can get a little bit of everything. Oh, okay. So you're trying to change change up your whole uh, 
your whole background, so to speak. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. All right then. So uh, for those that want to get into uh, nursing school, I want to want to become a nurse. What what's some uh what's some advice that you would tell them? You'll give them. There's never a good time, so stop pu- pushing putting things off. Life is gonna happen. You can't be rigid. You have to roll with it. Basically, you gonna have to have an effort moment and just focus on yourself for a little while. And it's not being selfish to better yourself because I've heard that a lot. <laughs> that I'm being selfish by bettering myself Um, because, you know, someone thinks someone else needs you and you're putting a lot more effort into personal development. (laughs) You, uh, yeah, you sound sound like a man told you that. Men and women, actually. Men and women. Oh, okay. Uh All right right, then. Yeah, like, so when I started LPN school, I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. It wasn't until my mom died that a lot of people knew that I was in school. Uh-huh. And then they were like, you know, people people say dumb stuff because ignorance is bliss. <laughs> For some people, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, Miss Akita, we're going to try to uh, get you on out of here. Okay. I got some questions that I... Uh, that I normally ask at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Who's your uh, favorite music art- artist? Who you like to listen to when you get ready to go to work? Get ready to go to work? I don't have a favorite to get ready to go to work. Uh, okay. I just Ooh. listen to, I listen to like things that are upbeat and positive. <laughs> things that are upbeat when, and positive, I, okay. Yeah, cause you know, like, you know, you have those days where you just don't want to go. And it's not necessarily the job, it's just because you might be tired. <laughs> okay. So, you know, that, but, like, I listen to a lot of, like, older music sometimes, like Nina Simone, stuff like that, mm-hmm. or jazz, if I'm just, if I'm going to listen to something, but, yeah. Okay, like jazz, you don't, mm-hmm. so you don't like words that much. I do, if they're saying something, because sometimes oh. they ain't saying nothing. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right then. All right. So, uh, okay. Well, uh, tell me some activities that you like to do during, uh, during this past pandemic. Well, before they closed the parks, I was going hiking, but honestly, I, I didn't do too much on the pen during the pandemic. Um, I read more, I read anyway, but I read a lot because I was in California and think everything was closed. Um, I spent most of the pandemic in LA and literally nothing was open. Um, except for some restaurants so I didn't do too much but normally I would I would travel take a trip like I've been I've I've had one international trip this year already plans for a few more okay well um what's the um what's the one place that you would like to visit again since you'd like to travel again one one place Hmm. Nigeria I guess Nigeria okay yeah I didn't I mean I didn't I can't say I saw it all I I was there for 23 days yeah I was there for 23 days and I went to a place Ogun State um that's where I stayed mostly but I went to um Abuja their capital state and I went a few other places like Nigeria we were in Lagos of course Victoria Island was very nice 
but I want to go where the water, where the cold water and warm water meets. I want to go there. It's, it's supposed to be very, very lovely. And what happens when the cold water and warm water meet? I don't know, Barry. Oh, oh okay. I thought you had read up on that song. <laughs> Hey, I, I thought you had read up on it. My bad. Hey, oh, I, no, I was supposed to go when I was there, but um, some some activities that were occurring in the area um, made it unsafe for someone like me to be there. Okay. I know you like movies. Who's your favorite actor? I don't have a favorite. No. No, I don't have a favorite. You got a favorite movie? New Jack City. New Jack City. Okay. 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 Hey, I thought you were going to say, uh, oh, that ain't no movie. I was going to say The Pink. No. <laughs> I, th- I, thought you, I thought you liked The Pink. But uh, yes, uh, name one thing you would tell your young self. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Okay. Do it anyway. Do it, Do anyway. it in spite of your fear. Mm. Because fear has, being fearful of change is never a good thing unless it motivates you. I agree with that. That's good. That's good. It's a lot of, well, I ain't going to say that. But yeah, that's that's a good thing. All right, Dan. Hey, we're gonna go ahead and end this show now. Um, name one nurse that you would say should be on our show. And if you name them, you gotta help us get them. I'll ask. Maybe Amber Gilliard. <laughs> Amber Gilliard, okay. All um, right. She's that's... from South Carolina and Ab- Abbeville, South Carolina. Yeah, can you talk? Abbeville, South Carolina. Okay, Abbeville, South Carolina. All right. All right, then. Well, hey, hopefully she agreed to being on the show. Um, hey, and we'll go from there. And um, yes, uh, Miss Kitty, I want to tell you, thank you for joining in. It's been a pleasure. I did a little bit of learning. I understand your older spirit now. I, I remember the first time I met you, I was like, man, this woman right here is very determined, motivated. Hey, you had me questioning myself. I'm most, most time, I'm the most determined person I know, but you had me beat. So I, I I enjoyed um enjoy talking to you and just uh being around you whenever we do we did work together. You it seemed like you're not coming back to California anytime soon. But um yes, um uh, it's I'll been be good. Back. Say what? I'll be back. You'll be back? Okay, all right now. But hey, if you ever come back out here, we can uh get up sometime and um just uh just uh, enjoy enjoy afternoon together or something like that. But yeah, we're gonna go ahead and uh end this show. Um, for those that are listening, I want you to go on go on to uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. I think the show is uh actually free on, on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And uh you can go on now and just listen to us. Make sure you share it with at least one person. And um, guess what? You've been locked into another episode of Understanding the Nursing Game. Mm-hmm.